This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Disabled Persons Assembly Notable Radio Show. A whole new attitude coming your way on Otago Access Radio. DPA is the voice of all disabled people, whether the disability be physical, sensory, learning, psychosocial or age-related. Tune in to hear how we can work collaboratively to achieve inclusion for all New Zealanders. DPA's Notable Radio Show, every second Friday afternoon at 1.30 on Otago Access Radio, 105.4 FM and 15.75 AM. Kia ora toto everyone and welcome to Disabled Persons Assembly Notable Radio for this Friday, the 23rd of July 2021. Welcome one, welcome all. It's been a rather interesting time and also today is the opening day of the Tokyo Olympics and in exactly a month's time, that means it's the Tokyo Paralympics, so the Olympics is in some ways, the curtain raiser for the Paralympics, of course. I was told that by Jenny Newstead, my good friend and former Paralympian gold medalist some time ago. Anyway, today we're going to be talking all things tertiary education and so forth. I've got some guests in the studio from the newly formed Otago Disabled Students Association. And I'd like to welcome to the programme Sean Printer from the OTSA. Kia ora, Sean. Hello, Chris. Great and to be here today. The great. And Hannah Prittius, who's the secretary. Hi. It's great to um, be involved in this. Excellent. And also I'd like to acknowledge Laura Dewhurst, who is the president of the association. Um, however, she... You can't speak with us today. She's got a bit of a cranky voice. Anyway, she is here for moral support and to listen in to what we're all talking about. Okay, now I guess that you guys have worked out who's going to be asking the questions or answering them, but let's go ahead. First off, what is the Otago Disabled Students Association? So the Otago Disabled Students Association is a group for students from both the University of Otago and the Otago Polytechnic who actively wish to have representation and hear the disabled voice on campus in conversations of well-being, of access, um, both on and off campus. Uh, we also aim to advocate against ableism in our educational system and we're really operating around our four whys of inclusivity, accessibility, advocacy and allyship. Um, our members might identify themselves as disabled um, or perhaps otherwise might be an ally to the disabled community. That sounds really quite good in that you're following a philosophy of the social model. Is that what I'm hearing there? Yes, uh, for sure. A uh, uh, philosophy of the social model and, and um, working against kind of the the inclusion of a medical model of of way of doing things so why is an independent advocacy group being formed on the otago campuses a number of years ago i was involved in the original otago disabled students group which was known as the my memory sets me correctly disabled students action group or disag however what's behind a new group grouping 
Um, well, as as you've said, Chris, there is um, his, a history of disabled students on campus and um, and of groups such as DISAG, uh, but there hasn't been a formalised group since about 2004. Uh, we started working uh, on this project in 2019, and since then we've established. Um, in 2020, we had uh, IGM meeting and ODSA was uh, formally born. Um, our president is Lauren and she is doing an education degree. Uh, Vice is Sean, um, who studies politics and environmental management. And then the rest of our executive is made up of um, four other people, including myself, where we study things from law and gender studies and genetics and English. So we have this very broad um, background that we're bringing forward and we've all got our own experiences of being a disabled student and um, and alongside us was the really awesome uh, establishment of the National Disabled Students Association as well um, which is really awesome to see and uh, we get to work with them on um, our advocacy as disabled young people and disabled students. Absolutely, you're part of it. Sorry, Sean. Yes, you said something there, Sean. Oh, I, I didn't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, right, I, I understand. <laughs> anyway, yes, it's uh, perhaps that was just feedback. That's <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, from what I can gather, it is part of a national network. Also, is part of a national network headed by the Disabled Students Association which is a national body, the National Disabled Students Association, which is a fantastic development as well. What I'm also sensing too is that it's a group run by disabled students for disabled students. Is that correct as well? Um, yes, yeah. That, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, really Very working much. around that idea around, um, you know, nothing about us without us. Yeah. What issues are there for disabled students at both Otago campuses, namely the Polytech and the university at the moment? Um, a big national sorry. issue. Oh, sorry. Definitely. <laughs> um, I was, uh, so a big national issue we currently have is about StudyLink and running out of ET EFTs, ESA, equivalent full-time study, um, because there is a structural and policy issue in place where um, disabled students run out of, of EFTs, EFTSs before they're able to finish or they just finish and they're not able to do postgraduate study or further study. Um, where in that in a culture and expectation of doing kind of your degree in three, neither of those are possible for just like ne ne both of those mean that we have a, a culture where disabled students aren't able to complete their study and go on to further education with the support of the government um i think sean can talk about issues of accessibility he he's been working with um academic what was it called? Academic Council? 
Yes, um, yes, someone on the USA academic um, uh, committee to look at issues of um, inclusivity and accessibility. And it's a big problem, um, wherever, wherever you're talking about mobile access, but just purely accessibility to um, lectures themselves or your tutorials. Um, you know, there's countless accounts of people having to have their lectures or tutorials moved and, you know, they've had to self-advocate for that. And really, um, a campus should be uh, equal and inclusive for all. Um, beyond that, also, um, the University of Otago has a collegiate structure, which does actually lead uh, whether lecturers decide to release lecture recordings um, as their prerogative, um, as opposed to uh, lecture, uh, lecture recordings um, and accessibility being a right for all students. Um, and uh, on top of that, it's a, there's an issue for access to social space, um, and as well as us advocating uh, for accessibility to learning, we're creating a social space with our disability events um, where people uh, can socialise about the expectation of uh, drinking alcohol, where there is quite an um, expectation uh, within the student culture uh, that that is a very um, socially normative um, and can be quite ex uh, exclusive for um, able-bodied human. Mm. Yeah, um, Sean and I have, can both uh, bring stories of of being kind of the only sober ones at, at in spaces and feeling like you are alone in that. And and disability has become a really awesome space for um, for students to be able to talk about what is going on in their study or or issues they're facing and we can kind of support and um, mentor students coming through as well, which has been really, really awesome. Now you talk about the disability sessions that you run. Now I just picked that up. I've seen the posters and also the promotional stuff on Facebook. So could you perhaps just expand a wee bit more on what happens there, which you've already expanded on a wee bit. So there is a weekly event this semester um, where we have um, tea and coffee and hot chocolate and biscuits normally, and it's just a two-hour-long chill space of um, being able to just kind of exist and be um, safe in that Uh and last semester we ran it um sean how often did we run it uh we ran it every two weeks last semester and we're now going to be increasing it to um every week for the semester on tuesdays and thursdays from um uh, two to four um so would encourage everyone to hop onto that if it's something they're interested yeah. in. um and also something that we've uh, really focused on with uh, uh dst is that you know in the same way that um Alcohol is uh, very exclusive to consumption to a more able-bodied person, and we try to make our event as inclusive as possible with a range of different uh, dietary um, milks and um, products, as well as also um, looking at uh, these products being sustainably sourced from our sponsor, um, Teetotal, uh, which we're lucky enough to have the support of, um, which kind of somewhat leads into um, our work with the sustainability office and um, other community groups, but something we can touch on later. Oh, definitely, and that's what I'm going to ask sort of next. But anyway, in terms of your advocacy work, the advocacy work of Boxer, how do you plan to go about that going forward? You've already talked, Sean, 
about some of the engagements you've had with, for example, the sustainability sector. But how do you plan to go about your advocacy on these and other issues? Particularly, how are you going to be working with the university and other government agencies, for example? I think, first and foremost, like touching on the sustainability office, it's so great because you have groups like that within the university that are very well funded, very well supported, um, and they have huge traction in themselves. So they can really actually get the um, uh, get the word spread about the work we're doing. Um, and then on the work we're doing, uh, we have a um, exec member sitting on the USA's um, welfare and academic committees, which is a fantastic way for us to be able to um, lobby the university to make the campus more uh, inclusive um, and accessible, as well as sort of our other work with local community groups to just continue to empower that um, student disabled voice. Yes, I I would definitely echo that. Um, we've also had uh, my through um, opportunities like internships with uh, Be Able and we've been able to have people look at policy and statistics and really know what's kind of going on behind the scenes so that we know what we can add like what to do going forward um yeah that should be yeah i think absolutely absolutely on what adam was saying it just means we can have a more targeted approach because we know the sort of demographic that we're working with at uni we can see that the enrollment for um disabled uh, uh, students is increasing um whether that's as a result of uh, destigmatizing disability or whether um it's a result of the university becoming more accessible. You can see that um, there is a, a revolution of a change of thought or a change of accessibility. And so we're really trying to take that momentum. Yeah, we know uh, nationally that between 2010 and 2019, uh, the increase of disabled students went from 4.9% to 6.9%, which is a really massive, like a, a, a telling increase of what we're seeing going on across the country of this as sean said this revolution of voices and this increase and and celebration of being a disabled young person mm. still though the figure of 6.9 percent may not be as great as for non-disabled people enrolling in no education. it's still that there's still that gap isn't there Yes, there is. It is quite a significant, like it is a small percentage. Um, the hope is that through work that's happening at the moment, that that continues, that the the trend that we're seeing continues to happen. I know that um, I'm unaware, I'm not sure whether the results for 2020 have come out yet, but it'll be interesting to see what cope, the impact that COVID had on those statistics and then what this year has in relation to to that absolutely <laughs> the participation gap in tackling that is pivotal to of course also addressing other forms of disadvantage as well including in employment yes absolutely and um we i i took part in the be able internship this year and and hoping that through more people taking part in those kind of internships and those kind of programs that um that we can like that the increase happens yeah um, 
I guess the next thing I want to ask you about is obviously that next week you will be formally launching the Otago Disabled Students Association onto the world. And as part of that, there will be an opening launch night. What are you What are you planning for that? So our launch night is happening on the 30th of July um, in the university, the university's union building. Um, it's an invite-only event, uh, but we're very much looking forward to celebrating the work of our key supporters, members, and other important groups in the area, which we endeavour to form a relationship with. Uh, the event itself uh, is going to be um, provided for as far as catering goes by Kind Company. Uh, again, really uh, trying to stress our commitment to inclusivity um, as they um, uh, can cater for a variety of dietary requirements. Um, our event is going to be sponsored by the Disability uh, Information and Support, um, which is a um, fantastic service, which we're uh, blessed enough to have on um, campus um, and will uh, continue to enable us to empower the disabled student voice. Uh, we're going to be having a raffle at the event uh, where we will uh, raise money uh, for the uh, club. Um, and these, uh, this raffle is from uh, is provided for by um, sustainable sources uh, from the local community. You know, again, stressing forming those connections with our local community groups. Um, and more than that, we hope to um, really just showcase all the uh, great mahi that we've uh, been doing and um, uh, continue the momentum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that sounds really good. And for those who are interested, again, where did where you will you be having your regular disability meetings? It's called disability, isn't it? Is it yeah. disability? Well, T added to it. So uh, those happen uh, regularly. Uh, so uh, Tuesday this week, um, and then Tuesday, Thursdays, alternatively. Um, from two to four in OUSA Clubs and Socks building uh, in the Otago room. And disability is a safe space for chill socialization where people can meet others and share experiences in, in such a space where while enjoying a hot beverage, we are kindly um, sponsored by DIS again and by Teetotal. And we cater for a very a variety of different dietary needs and have been able to make really community and it's become kind of like it's such a nice thing to be able to go to um every week so i really oh, encourage oh, everyone to come that sounds excellent lastly what future do you both hope to see for disabled tertiary students not only in otago but elsewhere in Aotearoa? I think um, first and foremost, just like holding our institutions um, and our greater society um, to um, uh, legislate, uh, legislation internationally, which we are bound to, you know, the Convention on the Rights of um, uh, Persons with uh, Disabilities, um, and also looking at, um, for example, uh, Otago's um, commitment to um, the UN's uh, Sustainable Development Goals when inclusivity um, and diversity and inequalities are being um, so stressed. Um, and so it's uh, really uh, of echoing our uh, four whys on accessibility, um, advocacy, allyship, um, and inclusivity, um, and try to create a more equal and fair um, Aotearoa. Yeah, and, and working with the National Disabled Students Association as well, um, and uh, which are currently working with universities and politics across the country to start more DSAs and elevate the voices of um, disabled students and and 
being just a part of that process and that project as a whole is is very exciting for the future of of us as a group, but also us as a national body. Which is a really important thing that Hannah touches on um, is the importance of um, our uh, networking, our relationships with all these other community groups, because it, it really is uh, it's the emphasis behind 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 the movement and behind the community that we're creating. You know, we have our relationship with the Donald Beasley Institute and CCS um, Disability, for example, um, are so pivotal in the work that we're um, doing and in uh, us achieving our ambition. That's great. And it's good to hear. We're also very keen, as you know, as DPA, to build bridges, to build relationships with you at the local level and to me and I will be there on the launch night, as you know, representing DPA. It's fantastic that we've been able to dialogue as we have been regularly, but it's really good to talk with you a bit more fully today. Anyway, I'd like to thank the Hannah Prentius, Secretary, and Sean Printer from the, the uh, Target Disabled Students Association, and also, most importantly, Lauren Dewhurst, the President, who wasn't able to be on air, but is there with us, here with us in spirit, and just offline, well, actually off audio, but she's been listening in to the whole proceedings. But anyway, thank you very much, Lauren, in, in particular, Sean and Hannah. Well, anyway, that brings the show to a close for this fortnightly edition of DPA Notable Radio. We'll be back on air on Friday, the 6th of August at 1.30pm for another edition of DPA Notable Radio. And I can tell you we've got a guest coming on in the form of that blind woman, Julie Witts. He'll be talking about her new disability awareness responsiveness game to enlighten us as to what that is. Anyway, we'll be seeing you, I'll be seeing you rather, on the 6th of August. And by the way, this show is available as a podcast on the Access Radio app. See you all on the 6th of August. Takiti alo. Disabled Persons Assembly is Aotearoa New Zealand's first pan-disability organisation, acting as the voice of all disabled people, whether the disability be physical, sensory, learning, psychosocial or age-related. Dunedin meetings are held on the second Wednesday of each month, and we can provide free transport assistance and a New Zealand Sign Language interpreter when required. If you'd like to know more, call Chris Ford on 476-7579 or 027-696-0872. And you'll find our national website at www.dpa.org.nz. Disabled Persons Assembly, a whole new attitude.
This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.